Happy New Year, everybody. January 5th, 2021. Sports Counterpoints podcast. We are back. Uh, it's GB here. I got Brian and Coop on the other lines, if you will. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the first show of the year. No doubt. What's going on, man? Yeah, 2021. So uh, 2020 is done. Uh, we'll see what this year holds. But uh, for this for this first show, we're going to just get into the NFL. I mean, we're entering the playoffs. Regular season is done. So we'll go over the picks at the beginning of the season and what the guys had and where things ended up. Uh, we'll go into the first round of the playoffs and kind of just, you know, anything else that you guys want to kind of throw around for the NFL. So starting with the picks, um, you know, you guys can just kind of jump into it. You know, we'll go over kind of what you guys predicted and how it shook out. And we can just kind of converse about that. Man, give us a division and we'll start. Uh, let's man, let's start with the NFC least. I know we talked about that. We were just coming off that, but <laughs> let's talk about um, you know, that's your Dallas, New York, Philly, and uh, Washington. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, all my picks for for were wrong, right? I, I think I had Dallas um, winning it, uh, Philly second, then the Giants, then the Washington football team, and so I think you could literally flip that. And and get the the actual end results right. Washington's in the playoffs. Someone had to win that team, win that win that division. Uh, Giants were playing the uh, you know the last day they were they were obviously had a shot. Uh, Cowboys lost, so they they were out. And then you know Eagles were kind of the dumpster fire. But uh, you know, look, I don't even want to talk about this too much. That whole division sucks. Someone gets to play in the playoffs. Chase <laughs> um, Young is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got what Haskins is now a free a free agent. Uh, you know, obviously, I didn't expect Dak to get hurt in the first week um, yeah. or two weeks, um, which kind of ended Dallas's chances. That to be said, I don't think the reason that that uh, the the running back had and uh, for Dallas, um, he didn't. I don't think that you can blame Dak for his poor performance. Um, I know Jason has some strong feelings about him. Uh, but Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he was pedestrian this year. That's just, that's just the reality of it. And uh, I don't know that that's a good sign for the future. The other thing is, is that they paid uh, Elliott his money and then they weren't going to pay Pat Prescott, right? But if it truly is dependent, if Elliott truly is dependent on a good quarterback being there to take some pressure off of him, they've got real problems because they're not going to be able to give that money to Dak Prescott. Prescott. So anyways, uh, yeah, got that one wrong. Blew it. Take it. Flip it. In you know Washington gets to play in the playoffs and and be be the closest thing to a buy that you can get without a win without 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 playing the game. Go on, Jason. Yeah, you know I just realized you're right. Yeah, if you flip it, that's how you had it. Looking at the division standings, um, I have Philly coming in first. Um, I, don't, I know you. I don't know if you guys. You probably watched the game, but when that move was made, I initially thought that Jalen Hurts was uh Jalen Hurts was hurt. And when I saw that he wasn't, I, I didn't think that Peterson actually made that call. I think when I was watching the game, I said somebody told him to play him. And I think it's because for it to get a higher draft pick to pick sixth or fifth or something like that. I really think that wasn't Peterson call. I know people are talking about it. But if I was on the team, I'd be pissed as well, too, because you, you want to win the game. But I had Philly in first. I picked the Giants to be second. Um, I'm just not a Daniel uh, Danny Dimes guy. The nickname is cool. I just don't think he's that good. Um, I had uh, Washington Redskins in third, I believe. No, I had the Dallas Cowboys yeah, Washington in third. Washington football team now. No Redskins anymore. Oh, yeah, you're right. Right, the Cowboys, yeah, I'm I, you know, I'm with you, Brian. I was telling you, I was saying I hope they paid Dak Prescott because then they're guaranteed to suck. They just have too many 
people making too much money. I think it's like four people making two and have two hundred fifty nine million dollar contracts or whatever. I know I sent the meme out about that. Uh, Zeke Elliott, he had COVID, and I mean, which doesn't surprise me because he is kind of out there. But um, seems like he always has something going off season. But yeah, I, that, that's why I dropped Ezekiel for my fantasy team as a keeper. I only have two keepers in that league, and I drafted the guy from Kansas City, which didn't work out too well this year. But um, De- Zeke was on decline, and now they have him for I think six or seven more years. Uh, the extension kicks in, so I don't know how that's going to work out money wise. But it seems like they got to pay Dak now, Brian. It seems like they got to pay him the money. That I don't think they're paying. You don't think they will? Nope. I think that they'll let him go because with because the injury was serious enough and they can't give right. him the money that he wants. Right. And, and, and I, I said it uh, at some point during the middle of the season, I think that guys like Stafford, who I think are done in Detroit yeah. will be the fill in for a year or two uh, there while they uh, try and figure out what's next. But that's yeah, I, I mean, someone like that. It wouldn't surprise me personally. I wouldn't pay Dak. I mean, you know my feelings. Are, I wouldn't pay him that money, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Cowboys did. And then the last place the team I had in last place, the Washington football team, they came in first. And to me, this team just isn't any good. They don't score enough points to me. I don't know how they're going to beat Tampa Bay. They don't score any points. If, though, if that front defensive line can't get to Tampa Bay, I mean, they're pretty much just going to be a blowout. So I don't see how they score points. And like you said, they're going to have the quarterback thing going on. Alex Smith has one leg. But, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on this division. Um, yeah, I'm done. Oh, and Haskins, I do got to say, I was right about him. I said he got drafted by the wrong team. They're going to play him too early and realize he's not any good. And they cut him, which is kind of an embarrassment. But they kind of say his face because they kind of made the playoffs this year. But All right, yeah. pop quiz, Jason. Yep. Who's, who is the other quarterback who will be playing football for the Washington football team this weekend? Is it Flipper Anderson, Kyle Anderson? Nope. It's not Flipper? Who is it? Taylor Henneke. Taylor Henneke. I thought he, he played got, for the Rams. He got, he, he oh, got put, Yeah, no, he got put on the team yep. in uh on December 6th. Wow. And that he will, you know, he probably won't be the starter, but he's right. they're planning on playing him wow. because the guy has one leg. Damn. Um interested. Okay. Damn. Uh, so, all right. yeah, that that's how you know that that game shouldn't I mean <laughs> That should be really, really interesting if he's yeah. able to get there. Yep. Okay. Uh, next division. Uh-huh. Let's go. Um, so we did, let's Old go. Dominion College, by the way. I don't. I haven't <laughs> even heard it, dude. But okay. So NFC East. Let's go to um, NFC South. Um, South. Uh, let's see. I, I think me and B pretty had had this the same, except I had uh, New Orleans winning the division just based on New Orleans having experienced uh, yeah. a team, you know. They've been playing with each other. Tampa Bay would be sort of trying to gel, try to gel and get together. Uh, they came in second, so it kind of it shook out the way I thought it would. Uh, I think I had Carol. I think I had Atlanta maybe uh, in third place. Atlanta just sucks. They, I don't know why they keep bringing Matt Ryan back and the coaching staff or whatever. They just need to just you know start over. That the whole thing just need to start over. Carolina uh, believe they would you know be a competitive team. Uh, they're trying, you know, to get things together. They got a new coaching staff. They drafted all defense. They're just sort of building. But Carolina seems like the kind of team you don't want to play three years from now. It looks like they got something going. So, um, you know, look for them to be a lot better uh, in the future. But I don't want to spend too much time on this division. It pretty much shook out the way I thought it would. What about you, B? Um, yeah, well, so I actually – I had it Saints-Buccaneers, uh, and I had that one really close, and it was – I figured it would take a, a, just a little while for Tampa Bay to get ready, and then after that, everything would be good. Didn't anticipate New Orleans um, losing their quarterback for you know, Drew Brees for 
several weeks and still being able to maintain, but, you know, glad they were able to do that. Um, then I had Atlanta in third um, and had Carolina last. Um, I agree with you. Carolina's trying to put something together there um, and, and they could be better going forward. And, um, you know, I think you're just, you're just blowing up the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons and trying to start over there. Agree. All right. So um, outside, out of the NFC East, um, NFC South, NFC West, that's your division, Jason. Yeah, Brian, go ahead and start. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so um, I think I got pretty close to, to to right here, right? So it was the – I had it Seahawks, 49ers, Rams, then Cardinals. Um, but I had the Rams and Cardinals kind of basically sharing a record at the bottom there. Um, anyways, uh, Arizona ultimately fell out of the playoffs after starting off really hot. It's looking like I was going to you know, really be eating some crow there too much. Obviously, the San none of us predicted the San, the San Francisco 49ers would be uh, abysmal. Uh, some of that is injury. Uh, Jason, I'll, I don't believe all of it is injury. I know that they had a lot, they had to deal with a lot of injuries. Um, but this is a team that's actually actively talking about Garoppolo hitting the door. Um, you don't do that if he is the man. Um, you don't even have conversations about it. You don't even let that be a rumor if he is the man. But, uh, you know, Seattle has proven that they're the class of that group yet again. Um, they find ways to win. Uh, you know, they, Russell Wilson was absolutely spellbinding at the beginning of the season. Fell off a little bit towards the middle and end, but uh, you know, when he started off the season, it looked like the MVP was his for the taking. Uh, that's obviously changed since then. But anyways, um, wasn't too far off. Other than uh, the 49ers, which you know I had up there in second, I didn't have them making the playoffs. If you remember, Jason, I said that they wouldn't. I didn't think they would make the playoffs, but I had them in second, just outside of it. Um, and ultimately, you know, not, it's reasonably close other than the 49ers. How about yourself? Yeah, I had the 49ers coming in first, just based on roster. I just thought they had the best roster in the, uh, in the division. Uh, of course, um, yeah, the, it's not just injuries. It's also quarterback play. Our backup quarterbacks are just horrible. They're, they're just terrible. Nick Mullins had like a streak this year of like four straight games where he had an interception and a fumble. I mean, he is god-awful. <laughs> uh, C.J. Beathard, he's even worse because when Mullins was playing bad, he still didn't start. He didn't start until Mullins got hurt. But, yeah, you're right. You know, when you have conversation about that, and they should uh, that's what a team should do. They shouldn't keep a guy and say, oh, we should hold him for five more years because he got us to a Super Bowl five years ago. You have to make your team better. That's your job. So they should actively seek. Now, I don't know if they're actually going to find someone better, but I'm definitely in favor of them, you know, trying. And I heard something yesterday that they might make a deal with the Jets to go up and get the number two pick, but they would have to give up two first rounders and a couple third rounders to do it. Not sure if the 49ers are going to do that, but the conversations are there. Uh, and yeah. Second, I had Seattle, um, you know, just basically because of Russell Wilson. The roster isn't that good. I mean, you said it, Brian, the last three weeks, Seattle's only averaged 220 yards of offense. I mean, the offense has been pitiful. Um, it's pretty much Russell Wilson or, or, or bust. Um, but you got him, you got a chance. So I had them in second. I had Arizona in third, and I had the Rams. I thought the Rams were going to be were going to be in last. I thought they were going to be be sorry this year. Awful. The reason why yeah, you don't like golf, right? Well, not because of the golf. I mean, I mean, golf is who he is. He's a statue. I mean, if he's if he's <laughs> in the pocket and comfortable, he'll he'll pick you apart. If he has to move off his spot. Or he gets anybody any kind of pressure. I mean, it, it's a wrap. But the reason why I picked them in last is because I didn't know how they were going to make up for the production of Todd Gurley when you know he was one of the top running backs in the league. And what they did was they got four running backs. They got Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown, Daryl Henderson, and another guy. 
And Cam Akers, you know, he was pounding the rock this year and Daryl Henderson a little bit too. So that kind of sustained that offense. So I was wrong on the Rams. Didn't know how they're going to do it. McVay found a way. Um, but yeah, that's how I had that division. Yeah, the, the San Francisco 49ers of Arizona for the last four weeks. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's to up and relocate and play for a few weeks. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough to do. Um, question for you. How yeah. worried are you that there could be a trade between the Eagles and the 49ers for quarterbacks? No, that's not going to happen. The 49ers are not going to get Carson Wentz. He's not worth that kind of money, and they're not going to they're not going to pay him. Though from what, well, what not a, not a, both, both have contracts, and they're both about right. And there's there's been a rumor that they would swap quarterbacks if they can't swap for draft picks. When, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I haven't, from what I've heard. When did you just get the same anything. guy? I've heard, I've heard Matt Stafford is more of a or much more of a possibility, like a real possibility. Stafford's going to Texas, my friend. Oh, I, no, I can believe that. I'm he's, just saying. He's, 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 he's a Dallas. He's a, he's a Texas legend. But anyways, we'll yeah. see. It, it'll be interesting. I, yeah. I I read that and I was just like, how stupid can two teams be right. to trade bad quarterbacks for each other? I, I, but, I, I, yeah. Carson Wentz will not do it. <laughs> Feels like it, it, it won't happen. Oh no, no, it guy. won't be a good thing. I'm just thinking if it happens, that'll that'll be awful what, for you. Well, the thing about Garoppolo, it's like if you go on if you go into next season with them, obviously you can find things better. But I, I, you know, you should pretty much know. Now this is going to work or not? Yeah, so I see. I see the Lakers aren't well, playing that? Memphis. Yeah, so we're um. So you got they, they won. I know. So we all right. Barely. So back to it. Um, I got you guys back in. My bad, but all right. So coming out of the NFC West to the NFC North, uh, what do you guys got? All right, you you go you go first with this one then. Oh really? Okay. I had um I forgot who I had in first. Let me just go to second. Second. No, 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 no. Okay. I had the Detroit Lions. I, oh, I saw my. their schedule. I said if any year the Detroit Lions would do something, it could be this year because they have the schedule. They got a decent team. I didn't I didn't I don't like Patricia. Didn't like him, but I figured they can probably get some wins and go ten and six or whatever. And Stafford. Well, you know, Gall- Kenny Galladay was the first casualty. I think he only played maybe three games all season. That was the first casualty. And then, uh, you know, Matt Patricia, I just, you know, I just don't like him in his arrogance. I just don't think he can coach. Uh, he was gone, and then the season was just downhill, and it was just a, a typical Detroit Lions uh, team, you know. Um, end of the season, defense is just, you know, was on vacation, gave up a bunch of yards this year, a bunch of pass yards this year, most ever for their team. And it was just a bad season for Detroit. Maybe, uh, cool. I don't even know what place they came in. Probably last. Like so, but I had to most over. definitely last. Let me okay. ask you though, like what? Knowing you know, you got Rodgers in the division. The the Vikings have won. The Bears defense. Like what? Right. About the Lions at any point made you think they would win? Because the so first of all, the Bears just aren't any good. They didn't have a quarterback. Okay. Uh, Minnesota just lost too many people on defense. Green Bay, I thought they can battle Green Bay, but Detroit had an easier, had it seemed like had an easier schedule. I looked at Detroit's schedule. That was the number okay. one thing. That must I said they it, have a lot of winnable games on their schedule, and they just couldn't get it done. They lost all them hoes. But right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But all right. Yeah, they did. They sure did. So I had them in first. Uh, I had Green Bay uh, in second. Green Bay, um, to me, I know they have another number one team, and but they still look like the same team. From last year, I mean, a very good team. Um, not sure if it's a Super Bowl team, but uh, it helped yeah. definitely helps that all their games are being Green Bay in the playoffs. So, but I had them coming in second. Uh, I had uh, Minnesota, I believe, in third. 
Yeah. And then I had, and then, you know, Chicago just doesn't have, I, in Minnesota, you know, the only reason I had them that low is just because of the, the drop-offs and, and players on defense. Um, and then uh, in last place, I had Chicago Bears because they just don't have a quarterback. And, you know, I was uh, a little bit out on Nagy a few weeks ago, but it looks like he kind of righted the ship with Mitch Trubisky and kind of bought him an extra year. Uh, in Chicago and that they uh, improbably made the playoffs. So that's really surprising. Hmm. But, uh, but yeah, that's how I had the division. So I had the division, the Vikings, uh, Green Bay, Chicago, and Detroit. I actually got the, the record for the Chicago Bears correct. I just didn't think that would get you to the playoffs. <laughs> um, but, you know, get a get an extra team in there, and that's how that works. So um, obviously the Vikings didn't do what I needed them to do. Uh, the, the offense is really frustrating. So I was really happy to see that quote unquote, Gary Kubiak is retiring. That is really, Hey, I don't want to be fired yet again. So I'm going to retire from this team. I love that the press, the, the press release was he has retired from the Minnesota Vikings. Not that he retired from football, <laughs> right? Because right? He'll be out getting a job real right. soon. That was, you know, the, the most amicable way that you can have a you can get fired or pushed out without uh that being the phrasing um so i didn't think green bay would be this good i thought they would be good obviously uh and uh but i do think that they are a very good team this year you know their point differential is plus 140 right i mean that's the the best in football um aaron Rodgers is playing his best football ever which is crazy for somebody who's a, a, a you know a lock hall of famer um, to be playing his best football at this point. And, and one of the concerns that I had last season at the beginning of this season was his relationship with the, with the offensive coordinator. That clearly is not a problem. Um, that and then, um, you know, Adams is just the real deal. So, you know, they, they, they put together a lot of, you know, great offense over there. Um, and the defense has been stronger than expected, right? The only, when you get a 140 point point differential, there's some element to that that is the the 510 points that they scored, but it's also the ability to hold them to 369. Meanwhile, Minnesota, I think, gave up like the fourth or fifth worst um, most points available at 475, even though they had one of the better offenses in the league over the course of the the, the second half of the season. They still had a negative point differential at at, 40, uh, at minus 45, and that's just because that defense is atrocious. And when they got when they were bad, they were really bad. Um, not as bad as Detroit Lions, but you know, bad. Um, mm-hmm. Also, not as bad as as bad as the uh, the Raiders, who gave up 518 points. But you know, bad. Um, so keeping all of it in perspective. But anyways, uh, obviously, uh, I, I had Green Bay in. I did not expect the Bears to make. They all had the record right. I had the Detroit Lions in the right place, which was dead last. Um, and and that's about all the only good takeaways I have for that that group right there. Yeah, it's about right. Does it bother you for the Packers, though, that they lost to the Colts, that they lost to another good team, Tampa no. Bay, and they and they and they they beat the Saints, but you know they are not the same. Yeah, they, they lost to the Bucks out. in Week Five, right? So they lost to them early, and and Tampa Bay is a good team; they're a playoff team, right? They lost to the Vikings, and and that's pretty much what happens every year; those two teams split, and, and you know, that's what happens in a division yeah. rivalry. Division they lost to the Colts who at that point in time had the best defense in football, right? They fell apart late, but they played them in the middle of the season when they were still being touted as one of the best defenses. Um, and they only lost by three points, right? They lost 34-31 mm-hmm. to a team that was looking playoff bound, um, had one of the best defenses. They lost to the Vikings by a score. 
Um, they got housed by the Buccaneers, but you know, it happens. You, I mean, every team needs that wake up call loss. They didn't lose it to anybody late and, and have been running up scores on teams for the last, you know, four or five weeks. Um, so I think they go into the playoffs hot. I think they get a home court, a home field advantage. That's pretty significant, yeah. even without the crowd, right? They get the, the weather, which is a, a big advantage for them. Um, especially against some of these teams like, you know, the saints, which, right. uh, you know, they don't like to play outdoors. So, yeah. um, you know, Brady, obviously, I don't think will be impacted by having to go into Green Bay if he has to. Right. Uh, His team he, will, though. He, yeah, New England, you know, New England was a little chilly, too. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I have a, I mean, look, I think this playoffs is a, a little bit more of a wild card yeah. than, than some others in the past. I don't think right. there's any two teams that are definitively the best yeah um but you know if, if i had to make a pick and I'm, i think we'll probably do that at some point in the next couple of weeks if i had to make a pick on who i want to do in the for the super bowl I, i'd probably take the packers from the nfc um you know yeah I, i'd probably take the packers from the yeah. nfc not that wouldn't be to, to to say that the saints or the seahawks couldn't do it right um you know the one one thing i can say safely is that the washington redskins or excuse me washington football team will not be in the oh, super yeah. bowl oh yeah yeah uh, I'll, I'll go i'll rest comfortable there but if if you look at the the nfc for any flaws that you perceive that anyone perceives the green bay packers to have it's easier to get past those with the because they they have two close losses to playoff teams or, or good teams and uh one to the vikings and they, you know, they've looked really good. I don't know that you can say that about the Saints, who still have to try and figure some things out after getting Drew Brees back late. Um, and then, you know, some people think that this is Drew Brees' last year, um, which you know obviously means that there's a little bit they're going to press a little bit. And, and the Seahawks, as you said, they have problems. Um, they're a good football team, but they got problems. And I don't see anybody else that's that's a threat. I don't think the Bears are going to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah, think Green Bay. Go ahead. I think Tampa Bay could do it, but that would be, you know, a pretty big jump. The last couple of weeks, obviously Tampa Bay's been great. So anyway, so that's a long way of talking about the whole, the whole conference, but um, you had to pick a team that has less flaws than the green Bay Packers. Who would you pick Jason? Uh, I would pick Tampa Bay. And again, the only reason is because, the way Tampa Bay beat Green Bay, it's like Green Bay could not control the line of scrimmage on both on both ends. And and that's that's kind of concerning. The thing about Green Bay, Green Bay that was week we, six. We still early. But still, line of scrimmage is line of scrimmage. It's like I said against San Francisco last year. I mean, you can play to another time. It, the same people are playing on both the offense and defensive line. It's not going to change. And that's that's the concerning part. But Green Bay seems like the kind of team that if they went to the Super Bowl, it wouldn't surprise me. But if they lost the first game, it wouldn't surprise me either. It, yeah. it, it so just Tampa Bay, here's why I tell you that they can't do it, right? They've lost the, to the Saints twice, right? Um, so they have – no, sorry, they lost to the Saints in the season opener. They lost to the Bears, who were in the playoff. They lost the Saints again. So that's – yeah, they lost to them twice. They lost to the Rams. I mean, four of their, their five losses were to playoff teams – that they are likely to have to go through in order to get to a Green Bay. Um, and then the other one was to the Chiefs, uh, although it was a close game. Uh, and those games, you know, outside of the losing, they got the doors blown off of them by, uh, by the Saints twice. But other than that, they, all their, clo- their losses were close, right? 20 to 19, 27 to 24, 27 to 24 for the Bears, Rams, and Chiefs, respectively. I, I just, 
like I said, if you're looking for the team that has the least flaws, I think um, I, w- I understand why people think that Tampa Bay could do it. But if you're if you're if you're looking for the betting favorite, I, I would think it has to be Green Bay. No, see, I, I think I answered your question wrong. I misunderstood. I thought you meant if they who if the Green Bay played somebody. I said if Green Bay played Tampa Bay, I don't think it'd be a good matchup. That's not me. It would be, yeah. yeah. Okay, I don't yeah. think it'd be a good matchup. That, that I misunderstood your question. I think we're going to have good playoffs. I, I do think that's going to be it's going to be interesting. Right on both sides. Um, on both, yeah, just yeah, in totality. Yeah. So, so switch switching to AFC. Speaking AFC, of both sides, yeah. let's do uh, AFC East to start. Oh, I'll start this one. Yeah, and the reason why is because I'm happy New England's not in the playoffs. So I'll go with uh, well, I have I think we had this um, both correct. Uh, Buffalo coming in first. They just had you know the better coaching staff and pretty much the, with Diggs on there just made it more talented on offense. But I got to give a shout out to Josh Allen um, and the coaching staff for Buffalo. And the reason why is this is what I'm hoping that um, Baltimore kind of does with Lamar Jackson next year. Um, you know, to to play in this league, you're going to have to play from the pocket and throw. And but the Bills, and I watched a, a, more than a few Bills games this year, and they had Josh Allen in the pocket and shotgun throwing from the pocket all season. And, and, you know, you have to do that to see what you have at quarterback, to see if you truly have a franchise guy that can make your team competitive year in, year out. You're going to have to do that from the pocket. And, you know, Josh Allen, I mean, he improved a lot. I, I saw he improved on a lot of throws. He's not all the way there yet, but he made great strides this year. I don't think he's the MVP. I heard him some MVP talk. That definitely goes to Aaron Rodgers, 48 touchdowns, five interceptions. But Josh Allen had, a, I think he, he had a season that I don't think anybody expected. I don't even think Buffalo even expected him to have a season like he did today, this year. Uh, so I got to give props to Josh Allen and the coaching staff. I mean, they worked hard with him, and uh, he's put in the work, and you know, I'm hoping Lamar Jackson can take that leap uh, next year as a passer. Uh, but I have Buffalo in, in first. I have Miami uh, in second. Um, I, I said last year, and once they put two in the game, I don't think they're going to score a lot of points. And you know, Tua, you know, he plays this safe kind of football like he did at Alabama, like he did in high school, where you know you just make these basic throws and try not to screw up the game. But that's not going to work in NFL. And if I'm, this might seem early. This might seem like, you know, you shouldn't do it. But I would have serious conversations to see if you can get somebody else because I just don't think – I don't like what I'm seeing from Tua, and I'm not sure if that's going to work. You can't keep bringing Ryan Fitzpatrick in off the bench to save you. I don't think Fitzpatrick's going to like that, and I don't think that's the way, you know, you, you should have your football team, if, especially if you think you drafted your franchise guy. You can't keep subbing them out and bringing the older guy in to try to save you and help you win games. So I would have serious conversations about moving to a personally. Not saying <clears> I almost <throat> 100% would, but I definitely would have that conversation and it wouldn't shock me if they did something. I uh, had the Patriots at 6-10. and 10. I think they went 7-9. and nine. I had the Patriots in third, not going to the playoffs. The only reason I had them in third because we both had the Jets coming in last because we knew the Jets are just abysmal and they got rid of Adam Gase, who seemed completely over. I don't think Adam, Adam Gase should never get a head coaching job, at least in the NFL again. I mean, it just it just didn't work. And the, the, it's coupled with the fact that when he was in Miami and Tannehill wasn't really, you know, Tannehill isn't the most talented person ever, but, you know, it seemed like Tennessee has gotten a whole lot more out of Tannehill than they've gotten and Gase got out of him in Miami. So, that whole offensive quarterback whisperer thing, I don't think it's working for Gase anymore. And uh, he's going to have to live with the fact that he won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning that one year in Denver. But that's about it. Uh, what you got, B? All right. So, yeah, I had Bills coming in first. I agree with you on Josh Allen. I've always been a big fan of his. 
Uh, he's always fantasy football. He's been a, a, one of my, my big sleeper guys for a while. And, and so, you know, was excited to see that. And I don't think Lamar Jackson's ever going to become Josh Allen. You know, Josh Allen threw for what, 4,500 yards. Yeah. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson threw for 2,700 yards. I think you're, you're excited if you're Baltimore, if you can get out to 30, Two thirty four hundred yards. You don't, you, you know, but he, he's dangerous for different reasons. Josh Allen is also quick, but you know, Josh Allen, we don't have to ever worry about him becoming a thousand yard rusher. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson is the first time to do it twice. Um, but anyways, uh, good on the bills. You know, I was excited to see that uh, Diggs was outstanding. I don't think, I didn't think Josh Allen would be, the, the MVP. I agree with you that it's going to go to Aaron Rodgers. I disagree that that's the MVP. The MVP will be the guy that we talk about in a, in a, in a, in a couple minutes, and I'll I'll, I'll I'll leave some suspense to who I'm going to pick for the who I think should be the MVP, even though I know Aaron Rodgers is going to get it because it always goes to a quarterback. Mm. Um, I had the Patriots second. Um, that was just simply because I didn't have a lot of confidence in the in the Dolphins and the Jets. Jets, it was rightly placed. Miami did something that was pretty significant. They, you know, they were all, they went all the way to the last day on, you know, towards the end of the game um, where they had a possibility of making the playoffs. Congratulations to them. I, I actually think that Fitzpatrick is the one that's going to be hitting the door. Um, I think that they're going to have to give to a, you can't, you know, do a, you can't bring in a, a quarterback in a shortened pre, uh, preseason and um, you know, really no off season um, and, and expect him to, to be gangbusters. Uh, I, you know, if they did something different, that wouldn't, it wouldn't be a total surprise, but I don't, I just don't think they will. I, I just don't think it's realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they'll, you know, they'll have to, uh, they'll find another guy. And I think you'll see Fitzpatrick go back up a, an established veteran for injury purposes, because Fitz has uh, proven that he's a quick learn. He can come out there. He can be, he's good enough that if, let's say he were backing up a Drew Brees in, in like this year, you would have confidence that he could, you know, split games while, while, uh, while someone was out. So I think that like, gives Fitz that, that advantage, but I think it's been made clear that Fitz is not a good guy to coach because he gets a little butt hurt when he's not playing in the game and makes comments like, you know, it's hard having to come to work and see the guy who took your job the day before. Like you, you can't have that, uh, that, that mentality on your team when you're trying to develop a young guy. Um, you need the, you need the guy who realizes where he is in his career. Um, and I think Fitz can do that with a, with an established veteran more, uh, better than he can do it with an unestablished rookie. Um, you know, Dolphins, you know, made strides. I don't know what the hell the Jets are doing. They're just awful. They're going to be awful. And, and there's not much more to say about that. The uh the thing like kind of to Jason's point about Fitz too, it's a lot, you know, he made those comments, but it's a lot harder to drive that point when you're gonna bring him in every time it gets to crunch time to win the game for you. So I get it. Um so from NFC E I mean excuse me, AFC East to AFC South. What how'd you guys have that one? Libby. Um so I had the Texans, Colts, or no, I had I had uh, Texans, Tennessee, Colts, Jaguars. So I didn't do all that wonderful there, um, but uh, the you know, the, look, I feel bad that Houston was as bad as they they were. They there's a, a video of um, JJ Watt and Deshaun Watson walking off the field after they won the last game, and and JJ Watt is just emphatically apologizing, saying you know we should have had 11 wins. You were awesome. We're, I'm really sorry we wasted one of your years, but uh, you know Deshaun Watson was really good. 
He had the highest percentage of offense in the history of the NFL at 80% of the Houston offense going from, uh, because, because of Deshaun Watson. Hopefully they can get that together because Deshaun Watson has a bright future. Um, Tennessee Titans, um, you know, I had them in second and making the playoffs. Uh, I had the Colts out of it, but they were, you know, obviously not the defense that, that they're going to do. And so they're going to see what they can do with that. And Jacksonville Jaguars was the other team that you and I both agreed was going to be awful. They were awful. Um, they managed to get the the the, uh, the 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 number one draft pick um, and win the Trevor Lawrence Award. Um, my MVP would absolutely be Derrick Henry. There has never been a running back who has done what he's done now with the two two thousand yard seasons. That the with what is it six two hundred yard games, two touchdown mm-hmm. games, um, and you know the the rest of the team is okay, but Ryan Tannehill is a serviceable quarterback, not a great running back. A.J. Brown is a good wide receiver to very good wide receiver, um, not a top wide receiver. You know, you got 1,075 yards and 11 touchdowns. He's not, you, you can't, you're not going to mistake A.J. Brown for Diggs or Adams or Thomas or Hopkins. Uh, A.J. Brown is really good, which means that the reason why this team is in the playoffs is because of Derrick Henry. And any time they got behind early and went away from the run game, which is a, a hard to imagine for a guy who got 2,000 yards, but there were three or uh, two or three games where they got behind early and didn't run the ball to the same extent. I know that as the Derrick Henry fantasy football owner who got pissed when he only gets 60 yards and, and, and 11 carries in a game, um, you know, he, he's the reason they're there. He's everything for that team. 378 carries, 2,027 yards, 17 touchdowns. Um, and then I believe he uh, got second in total yards from scrimmage behind uh, Dalvin Cook. So you know he was just he was just a, a, man, a man amongst boys, um, and he is single handedly the m- most responsible for his team's success. To me, that's the most valuable player. Aaron Rodgers was really great, um, but you know that Adams guy and and you know, and these other guys that are on the team had a lot to a lot to say with that. So. Anyways, that that's my, my thoughts on that, and that's the guy who I think uh, should be uh, the MVP. Although I'm well aware that he will not be the MVP, and it'll be Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I had uh, Indianapolis coming in first. I uh, was uh, excited for Jonathan Taylor to get to that team. I figured he would actually win the starting running back position, and it looks like the last couple of weeks they didn't even want Rivers to throw; they just wanted to give Taylor the ball. Yeah. So took him a while uh, to develop, but he got there. Right. And I think Indianapolis came in second because Tennessee won the division. So I had Tennessee uh, in second. And it's funny because um, the last 28 running backs to have 370 carries, the next year they missed an average of three games and their fantasy production went down. Obviously, mm-hmm. that didn't happen with Derrick Henry. He was able to duplicate it. And the only other person who was able to duplicate their production after having a year like that was LaDainian Thompson. So you can add Derrick Henry in that as well. The thing about Derrick Henry, though, I absolutely agree with you. He's responsible for that team's success. All those other guys would be just other guys if it wasn't for Henry. Um, I've noticed that Derrick Henry, he has really skinny legs for a really big guy. For a big dude, he does. <laughs> He's hella big, but he has really skinny. He has that, that jail bill. But um. You know, it's I like watching him play because it's so funny to see all these defensive guys just scared to tackle him or act like they want to tackle him, but really don't want to tackle him. Yeah, try to tackle him from the side. Yeah, or just do. Yeah, (laughs) that's just funny. So I like watching Derrick Henry play just for that. Uh, I had 
the only reason I had Houston coming in third because um, I said on our podcast that Vegas had their over under at seven and a half games. And I never I don't remember any time in history where a top five, top six quarterback like Deshaun Watson wasn't predicted to win at least half of their games. And I, I don't think I've ever seen that happen. So that was concerning to me. So it seems to me that Vegas didn't think much of um, Deshaun Watson's roster. And the roster was pretty much trash. It was Watson and just trying out there out there trying to win games. Uh, so that's why I had them in third. And I couldn't put them in last because Jacksonville's in that division. And I'm on record. I'm not really on this Trevor Lawrence hype. I've watched him play. I think a lot of his hype came when he beat Alabama, but that's because he got no pressure at all. Clemson pretty much controlled Alabama's defensive line, and Trevor Lawrence was able to pick apart Alabama's defense. And the two years after that, you know, the biggest game he had, what, last week and then last year, he had a little bit of pressure. Uh, you know, he was moved off his spot in the pocket, and he did he couldn't deliver. So that's who I thought he probably would be. I mean, everybody can play the play the game when they don't have any pressure and they're sitting in the pocket all day just throwing the ball to open receivers. But the NFL isn't like that. And, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence didn't look too too good to me the last couple of years. I wouldn't tank for him, but it looks like teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars did. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But I'm not. I don't know that they tanked for him, man. I think that was just the end result. In result, well, yeah, in, well, yeah, in result, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I don't. I'm not. I, I, I would if I had to pick between Justin Fields and and Trevor Lawrence, I would take Trevor Lawrence because I just think Justin Fields is massively overrated. But I wouldn't tank my season for a guy like Trevor Lawrence. I just couldn't do it. But we'll see. We'll see next year. Word up. All right. Yeah. So shifted from there to the AFC West. Uh, what you guys had? I go first. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, so I had the Kansas City Chiefs winning um, with heftily, right? I had them, at, I think, at twelve and four, and then I had all the rest of the teams tied uh, after that with basically the same record at around seven and nine. Um, anyways, so you know, obviously, uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs did what they were going to do. We knew that they they were one of the classes in football. You know, they won a Super Bowl last year. Um, I came close, man. You know, the eight and eight Raiders and the seven and nine Chargers were there. The Broncos were just disappointed. They were they were close to having the same record. Um, I didn't think any of them were going to make the playoffs. I just thought that they were all, you know, trying to find um, themselves. I was pleasantly surprised by the the Los Angeles Chargers and Herbert, who I think is going to be better than Burrow. Um, and I, I I said that I think it was week three. Burrow is still playing, and they were both looking great. Um, but I, I just there's something about what I see and how Herbert plays. He still has room to develop, but he's also still very good at a lot of different things, and he finds the right pass, and he's very accurate. He throws it deep. He knows how to take chances. Um, you know, he gives his 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 wide receivers a chance to make plays, which the wide receivers love. Um, he knows how to use Henry and and, and the tight ends and, and and use them for big plays. And they didn't really have their running back until, you know, I think it was like three, four weeks in. Um, and they had to use kind of that hodgepodge of Justin Jackson, Justin Jackson and, and others um, to, uh, to uh, sorry, Austin Eckler and others to, to kind of put all that together. So I think, I think some good things are going to happen there. And if you're a Raider fan, you don't want to hear that um, because if the Chargers become – another team that has a great quarterback like Mahomes, um, even though the Raiders are, have gotten better and are continuing to develop, 
uh, it's it's hard to see how they fit in long term when you have two great, relatively young quarterbacks and and you know the Raiders for whatever it's worth, whether he's playing well or not, which he was playing well this year in Carr. Carr is never going to be Mahomes, um, and I don't think he's going to be a Herbert or a Burrow either. Um, that's not to say he sucks. It's just to say that he's not at that class, and you, you're, it's going to be hard to compete in a division when you have two of those guys uh, there. Uh, Broncos are you know, confused. I, I saw that uh, Elway gave, is, is going to hire a, uh, a GM and give up personnel control. That needed to happen. Um, they're all over the place, and they just don't have any real identity. Um, and that's evident by the negative 123 point differential. Um, so, you know, they lost big, they lost ugly. So uh, anyways, um, that's how I had it earlier. I had them, you know, uh, Kansas City mopping them up and everybody else kind of, you know, in the competition or conversation uh, was pretty much right about that, except for Denver, who who sucked a little bit more than I thought. Two games worse than I thought they would be. I thought they'd be seven and uh, nine and they were five and eleven. Jason, what you got? Um, I had Kansas City for obvious reasons uh, coming in first. Uh, I initially had, um, I initially, I think I had the other Chargers coming in second and Denver in third, Raiders in last. But then I made an amendment. I think it was like week four or whatever. We had a podcast and I just said, no, I'm putting the Raiders in second. And then I'm putting the Chargers in third and Denver last. And the reason why I put Denver last, because I, they're they're drafting all these wide receivers and doing all this stuff for Drew Lock and Drew Lock sucks. It, it's not going to matter. And on top of that, I just I realized last year, but it was confirmed this year. This guy Vic Fangio can't coach. I'm not even sure why he's coaching. The defense isn't any good, and he's a defensive coach. And this has been going on for a couple of years now. So not only did John Wellway need to give up his duties, but the coach needs to give his up as well. And I'm su- still surprised he even got the job. But um, but yeah, so. That's how I had the vision taken out. And I'm with you. Herbert was a very pleasant surprise. I actually really liked watching him play this year. And uh, I know a lot of people were saying, um, you know, why wasn't he doing this last year at uh, at Oregon? And the reason why is because the Oregon coaching staff is not really a sophisticated offensive staff. Uh, that's why it's important for uh, the Chargers to get an offensive minded coach uh, who can, you know, drop some creative plays and that, you know, intellectual it's intellectual on the offensive end because Herbert was a 4.0 student. So this guy needs to be challenged or else he's definitely going to get bored. So you're going to have to have some creativity on offense, get a guy who knows some plays, drops some plays and is a leader. Uh, So then that, that happens. I can see, you know, Herbert being around for a long time, you know, killing defenses Um, for the the Raiders. uh, I think I had them going seven and, and, uh, and nine, but they went eight and eight. Um, you know, for a minute there, I thought they were going to the playoffs, but it seems like they fell off again at the end. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Maybe Glenn, I don't know. Maybe you could share some. I don't really watch a lot of Raider games. I just see the results most of the time. And yeah. I know last year they ended the season one and five, and I guess this year they ended two and four. Are you seeing anything, Glenn, like at the end of the season that, you know, that they were doing or weren't doing that wasn't happening in the beginning of the season they were winning games? Um. I mean, I I think just like offensive creativity was for sure an issue. Like red zone play calling was bad at the end of the season. Um, And then there was just giving up too many monster plays as always. You know what I mean? We should have won the the game against the Dolphins, but you have a crazy face mask and a long pass that that gives them time to get a um, field goal. We could have beat that. We were right there with the Chargers in that game, but gave up a 56 yard 
touched a 56 yard pass at the end of the game to put them in scoring position to win that game. Um, the game last, we almost lost to the Broncos too, but they scored at the end and went for two to get to go ahead. So I just see like the play calling in the red zone is, is not great. And the defense has to improve, man. I think we need a, yeah. someone needs to either come out as a star or get a star because the defense is just, you know, it's, it's too fickle. They're, they're built to beat the chiefs is what they did. And we competed with them. We beat them once and we could have beat them twice if the defense didn't dumb out at the end because we were up in that game with a minute left. Um, but you know, there's also, you can't just beat the chiefs. There's other teams yeah, in the division. I, I, in the yeah. League. I'll Go tell ahead. you what it was. We, we had, a we had our conversation, uh, uh, last one. I think it was right around when, um, the chiefs, they had, they had lost to the chiefs in the second game. And I was like, man, I think you guys can still make the playoffs. Like when you think about it, they've got games against the Falcons and the Broncos, nope. and those are two easy wins in the Jets. Don't and if it. you split and go three and three at the end, you guys win. Well, guess what? They lost to the Falcons the very next week. Terribly. And and the minute that game happened, I, I, I was as quickly as I was on the bandwagon, I was off the bandwagon. No. You it, cannot lose to the Falcons 43-6. B, as, soon as, they, um, as soon as they put us in the hunt, I kept screaming. I couldn't tweet it. Like, please don't put Raiders in the hunt on TV. As soon as you put any faith... <laughs> Well, if the team—I mean, Just for real—if the team can't take the pressure of actually being considered a uh, a winning team, they—they—they're they, not destined to win for lunch. But that was the game, nah. right? Like that was the one. The Jets—they—they—they they, they fluked out and won. And there were some conspiracy yep. theories there. Then they played the the Colts okay for a little while, and then it got a little ugly. And then the other two games, they, you know, they played close. They're they're getting better, right? Oh, like it's sure. obvious that the Raiders are yeah, are have something itching better. Yeah, I think their biggest problem is what I said earlier, is that they're playing in a division where they're about to have, in my opinion, two of the best young quarterbacks in football. Mahomes is the best young quarterback in football, and I think Herbert has the ability to get there. I think that's their hurdle now. Um, I don't yeah, think that you can sit on car when you see Herbert and Mahomes in your division. That's not a knock on car. Like I said, I don't mean to, I'm not he's trying not, to 4,100 yards. He's not dynamic. You know, but only 27 touchdowns and only a 72 uh, QBR. That's the problem. Like yeah, he, he can death, duck but... for a lot of yards, but he's never going to be thought of as one of the top quarterbacks. And I think that the, the, the AFC uh, West has established itself as a quarterback division. It's no longer the, 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 the you know, the big play over the top um, and smash mouth in the middle type football. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's a quarterback driven division. And that, See, it, was, I, I, it was playing like that. I don't that. think what they're right. Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I'm just saying it was playing like you know because all the teams and even Carr was airing it out, but he's just not a, yeah. di- a dynamic QB. And I think yeah, 4,100 yards is, is respectable, but but you can't we need, do that with. No, we need a dynamo though. Like you can't be in this division yeah. and have a good solid quarterback, and then the you know we have too many pieces, right? Rugs when he's not, he's little, he's got to get a little weight on him, but he could play. Jacobs is a beast when he's playing. Um, you know, I like Edwards. I like the other young receivers. I like how Aguilar played. Darren Waller's a stud. You know, we got the line. Like we got, we got pieces. The defense is sus. Um, they're too young. They're all rookies mainly. So you got to get that together. But I think a dynamic quarterback, you put Derek Carr on the bears, you got a, an issue. You know what I mean? Cause he's a solid QB yeah. that can do work, but our team specifically, I think you need who I want is Deshaun Watson. That's who I'm. Shit. How I see it, like someone like that, yeah, I can understand that. A little bit yeah. dynamic, <laughs> I, I don't, can make I, some I don't, plays. I don't think Carr is the problem. 
Yeah, I don't think so either. I, that's not but, to say that he's a problem. He's just not the solution, and you need that's a solution. That's how I feel. That's yeah. When you're, I like Carr too. You know, it, I like, like I said, I, 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 the whole time. The, the one thing I wanted to make clear is I'm not trying to dump on Carr Me neither. because I think he is a a good quarterback, By but far. he is happens to have landed himself in a division where you need a very good quarterback in order to play with the other teams that are going to be in the division competition, which are the Chargers and the Chiefs. Our team yeah, specifically, I, especially with no defense, Coop. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like, we need I, yeah, somebody I, I think the problem is Gruden, and here's why. Yeah. Number one, he, well, does, not, that might be true. he yeah. does not know defense. And so yeah. the thing is, the defense could, defensive coordinator can do whatever he wants. Gruden has admitted years ago he doesn't know defense. So yeah, he can't go – he can't be like Jimmy Johnson and go to his defense corner and say, hey, you need to be doing this. He can't say that because he doesn't know what to say. Yeah. That's one of the main issues. You got to get a defense coordinator who's actually, I guess, I, mean, I guess better than the one they had. And also the draft. These guys who the Raiders are drafting, make no mistake about it, Gruden has final say, just like Michael, say. Michael Jordan has final say, just like the Cincinnati owners, Bengal has final, just like the Jacksonville Owner has final say. Mac Mayock does not have final say. He's a GM we, we by name. Players, Gruden runs the entire franchise. And the problem is these defensive players that Gruden is getting, they're not that good or they're not impactful as they thought they would be. And they don't stick around and get second contracts for big money. Those guys are gone, like Carl Joseph, a couple of corners and some other guys. I mean, were, these guys, those guys who the Raiders are drafting, you got to get somebody in there. That well, wait a minute. Gruden's only been there for two years, so he can't be responsible yeah. for the the, the, the lack of drafting. Keeping he's been players. there about three years, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he's been, been there three. about three years. But Carl, this is year two. Carl Joseph was before. Now it's, it's three because he had he year had three. Okay, three he years. Had one, yeah, but there's still two in Oakland guys that one haven't year. panned out that the, under his under it's his three years. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, here's the reality of it. He's got a seven year guarantee, uh, sorry, 10 year guaranteed contract with seven years left at a hundred million dollars. He's not going anywhere. So you got to right. figure out a solution that includes Gruden. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. that is uh, a quarterback that's going to be, um, you know, someone else. I mean, yeah, obviously Deshaun Watson would be wonderful. Um, yeah, but that might be a little bit. You can you know. Deshaun Watson, the defense, the pass defense is still there. The problem you can get, yeah, Gruden's yeah. running the draft and history is not on his side. The both the coaches before Gruden, They've had better records than Gruden after year yeah. three, and they both got fired. Yeah. And history is not on Gruden's side because if rebuild jobs, if they're after year three, yeah, if you're not seeing improvement, so what you're saying, wise, Jason, is they're just going to suck. Happen. No, I'm you're not saying, saying that. No, but why? Gruden, Gruden's not, I think Gruden, if Gruden has to be there for the next five years, probably. You could, you could get rid of him when you have a couple of years left, but he's got to be there for the next five years. And if you're saying they can't win with Gruden, then they're going to suck. What I'm saying, average. no, you don't have to say you can go to the playoffs. Yeah, that don't mean you're going to win. The, but the thing is, the expectations for Gruden, I don't playoffs. see how he meets it in the next seven now. years, seeing how things have already gone these first three years. You pay a guy 10 years, 100 million. Aren't you expecting multiple playoff appearances, maybe at least a Super Bowl appearance? And the way things are going right now, especially like Lynn said, with that pass defense and the defensive personnel they're drafting, I don't see how you can see the trajectory. Remember, they went eight and eight last year. They went eight and eight again. Where's the improvement coming from? No, that's we, all. We that's what, and then I talked to we a guy who watches every Raider fan. He said that Gruden is still calling plays he did when he was with the Raiders back in 2000. He said he sees the same play call in the same sets that he called back then. That wouldn't surprise me. Every yeah. Raider game. Yeah, the so, Red I mean, Zone. I don't see how you, you know, reach that trajectory. I, I just that, don't know. That's what I'm saying. You, you were saying, look, I, you know, making the playoffs. If you're saying that Gruden is the problem and he ain't going to change, 
then there's no progress with Gruden I, there, which means they're going to. I don't stop. know if he's going to change. I mean, he's going to have. He's to. not going to change. Well, and I don't know if that. I don't know if that also doesn't mean you know, like Jason said, we could have made the playoffs, but you're not going to do anything. So, our, what is your goal? Is it just to be there or to be close or to actually win something? And, and the way it's looking now, there's a lot of change that need to be made. But let's shift. Y'all off. were further away from the playoffs than I think a lot of people think. I mean, like the AFC, the worst team that made the playoffs was ten and six. It was it was pretty competitive, and to so you know two games away um, is well, we, yeah it's a big pickup because yeah, well, you also we, have to have another team drop like a a, a Miami drop off a couple games, I watch and you're games in a conference where and you're, sorry you're in a division where I think I think other teams are going to get better. It'll be interesting to see. I, I, I yeah. just I just I, I think they like I said with Gruden there you need to find a solution. In my opinion, you have to find a solution that includes Gruden. Yeah. Which means hiring a great defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator, and, and it, right, and getting a quarterback who can play with the other guys in the division. Yeah, mm-hmm. defense got to come. Yeah. Up. But anyway, so out of um, I agree. I mean, I don't know. What we're gonna see, bro. I just it was. It, I don't know. They could have won a lot of those games that they dumbed out at the end, and it was a lot of that did definitely come back to Gruden, not Carr. So getting out of the AFC West to the A. What do we have? AFC uh, North left. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, B. All right, so that one I had Baltimore, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, like Cleveland, Cincinnati. Um, so swap uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, but you know Pittsburgh. I still think Baltimore is the best team in that in that division, uh, even though the records will will be yeah, slightly uh, altered alter, off, off of that. I don't think anybody thinks that Pittsburgh has a real chance of making the Super Bowl, despite being the last team to go uh, get a loss and all that. They didn't play anyone early. We all thought that they were looking a little bit fraudulent um, early on. They showed their true colors down the, the stretch. They are a good team. Um, that obviously deserves to be in the playoffs, but they got problems. Um, and, and and it's going to be real easy to expose them against playoff competition, especially in, and I was, I was, I was just saying, an AFC where your worst team has 10 wins. It's not like the in, in, the, in the NFC where your worst team has seven, in the playoffs has seven wins. You know, you, your worst team has 10 wins in the playoffs. Everyone else has 11 or more. Um, that's a very, very strong, competitive not saying that any one team is going to is is outside of the rest of them. That's a strong competitive AFC. Um, the fraudulent Steelers are not going to be able to win three games in that in that playoffs. Um, but anyways, uh, Baltimore eleven and five. Uh, you know, had a, a, a rough start to the season. Lots of injuries. They had at one point in time they had um, you know what Lamar Jackson. They're st- all their starting running backs. Uh, a quarter of their defense. They had the most um, you know COVID hit uh, team in in the NFL this year. Uh, how they didn't get fined like the Raiders did is beyond me because what what happened in Baltimore is far worse than what happened to the Raiders and the Raiders lost draft picks for it. Um, anyways, but Baltimore to if they had been able to get that game and a couple other games that they had to deal with with COVID problems, I think they would have had a better record than Pittsburgh. Um, but it doesn't matter. I think Baltimore is the better team in that division now. Um, they got second place going in. Uh, I don't think I had Cleveland uh, making the playoffs. I think I had them finishing out. So congratulations to them for doing it. Uh, I still hate Baker Mayfield. I still think this Browns <laughs> team is is a little bit phony. I mean, they still have a negative a, a negative eleven point differential with eleven wins. So that tells me something is you know something's a little bit fishy when you can have a negative point differential, eleven wins, and be in the playoffs. Um, that tells me that you played a lot of teams that uh, you weren't exactly supposed to be playing if you wanted to be serious. Um, you know, they got, 
they, 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 you know, they just, they're just not impressive to me um, to the way that their, their record looks on paper. Um, you know, you can't outscore, you can't, if you can't outscore your, your competition with 11 wins, it's not like they were, they're nine and seven or eight and eight. And they, they, they barely had the miss. They had 11 wins to five losses and they still couldn't outscore their opponents on the season. Um, that's a real problem. Uh, Cincinnati, man, you know, I had him low, but I was really hoping to see more of Burrow. Um, he looked pretty good until he got hurt. Uh, it sucks to have your rookie year ended by a real serious injury because there's always going to be question marks around that. If you want to, you know, look at somebody that had that happen to him, Matt Stafford is someone who had that type of uh, injury luck um, early on and never really recovered from it from a perception standpoint. Jason, what about you? Uh, yeah, I have Baltimore uh, coming in first. And, and speaking um, about your point about getting fined, Brian, I think the reason why is because the Raiders had those two parties where people weren't wearing masks. Whereas I was after. Baltimore, oh, it was after. I thought they got before. the reason they got the fine was because they had warned Gruden and uh, the other coaches on the sidelines. Yeah, okay, and then no, the so next bad. week, and then and then the next week they did it again. Right, and that's what they found. But I but. So that was because it was visible and during a game. Right. But what happened in Baltimore was just, you know, well, they were they, they were popping positive. Uh, you know, right. it was it was bad. It was. Well, from what I researched right. about that whole little thing, forty three people. Yeah, right. And what I researched was the the strength and weight conditioning guy. He's a he was known for never wearing a mask. Never a mask. And they said he was the one that got everybody else infected. And I think that's when the NFL looked into it. It was just him, and that's why they didn't find the team. But that's why not? They say he worked for the team. Right, right. I get it. I get it. He worked for the team. I mean, I feel I I feel bad for the Raiders. They lost a draft pick. Yeah. Um, and they had I think it was like in the twenties over the season, and you had Baltimore that had forty three in two weeks. Yeah. And and they and they get out of it. You know, Scott Free phone games and everything for them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They did everything they could to make sure that they they could get Lamar Jackson on prime television. No surprise. So, yeah. But Baltimore. Yeah. So I had them. I I didn't expect uh, Baltimore. I mean, uh, Jackson to have nearly the year that he had last year, but he still had a decent year. And like you said, he uh, earlier, he had uh, back to back 1000 yard rushing seasons. Uh, And second, I had Cleveland strictly just on schedule. Uh, Cleveland's schedule was just very easy, and I thought that Kevin Skafanski coming over from Minnesota would see Baker Mayfield's uh, limitations as a quarterback and, uh, you know, kind of just take the ball out of his hands and run the ball. And that's pretty much why Cleveland won games. When Baker Mayfield doesn't throw a lot of balls and Nick Chubb is running, that's how Chubb Cleveland is so wins. Good. Yeah, that, that's pretty much their offense. Just don't let Baker throw too much. If he has to throw too much, it's a wrap. The whole Landry thing, I think both of us didn't buy it. No, not Jarvis Landry. It's an Odell Beckham thing, we didn't buy it. Uh, he didn't, you know, do anything for the team. I know he's hurt, but even when they was with the team, they still weren't really winning games. So, so yeah, Cleveland, I don't know long-term, if like you said, with the point differential, I don't know if long-term how that's going to work out, if you're going to be a perennial playoff contender because your schedule's not always going to be easy like it was this year. But congratulations to them for making the playoffs. And Pitts, uh, I have Pittsburgh coming in third because, you know, I just I just don't trust the team. Uh, I had them, I think, at eight and eight this year. And they, they they I wouldn't say surprised because I didn't really look at their schedule too much, but they played a bunch of bad teams. 
or a bad quarterback in the won, first yeah. 11 games this season. And they won. They did what they were supposed to do. But I've always marveled at the ability of the Pittsburgh Steelers to draft wide receivers. That's just something that Bill Belichick, that's just something the 49ers just have problems doing. It seems like the Pittsburgh Steelers can draft a wide receiver Anytime in any draft, whenever they need one. I mean, they just have guys just coming in and out of there. It's ridiculous how they do it. And I wish we had their scout or whatever because they they got some wide receivers on that team. But watching Pittsburgh this year, I watched them a few games, and it's fascinating to watch them play. And the reason why I say it's fascinating because they just refuse to run the ball. I have no idea how they think they're going to win the Super Bowl and they're, or go to the Super Bowl, and they never run the ball. They pass on every single down. And they're putting that on. They're putting that pressure on Ben Roethlisberger every down, every game. And at 38 years old, I just don't think that's going to hold up. Um, I had Cincinnati coming in last and I told everybody to pump the brakes on Joe Burrow. I said he's not going to make 14 games this year. It was sad to see him go out because I was actually watching the game and the play when it happened. I didn't want to see him go out like that. Um, I wasn't a big Burrow guy basically because, you know, he was just he was a pretty, pretty small guy, in, in my opinion. He does no wow factor about him, but he is a decent. It looks like he was a decent quarterback at the beginning of the season. But he's I said he's not going to hold up behind the offensive line. The offensive line is just too bad. And it ended up getting him hurt. I think it was against the Washington game. The Washington defense was just busting through that line. I think Joe Burrow held the ball too long a few times. He ended up getting hurt. I mean, I. I didn't wish him to get hurt, but, you know, you play it with a line that bad. I mean, you see it happen because I saw it happen with David Carr and other quarterbacks. Man, these bad lines is just ridiculous. So I, I hope he bounces back because they said he had tears and fractures and something else. I mean, it was yeah, just, it was, bad. It, it was really bad. Yeah. So that's why I was like, pump the brakes on, on Joe Burrow. He's going to Cincinnati. This isn't LSU. This is a terribly run organization. This is the only team in the league that does not have an indoor practice field. A high school down the street has an indoor practice field, but the Cincinnati Bengals don't. And then you hear people like TJ Husman Zada said when he was there, they had to share jock straps. I'm like, yep, that's enough for me. That's enough. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's how I had the uh, that division shaken out. All right, word up. Cool. So that's all your when, your divisions. Um, go ahead. What are you going to say, me? Oh, I was going to say, we just need to speed through our picks for this weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, jump into it. It's going to be quick. Go ahead. Um, well, which 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 game we want to start, Jason? You uh, well, let's do the uh, let's start with the Saturday matchups. We'll just go in the order of, of time played. So, uh, Indiana at Buffalo. Who you got? What do you think? Indiana at Buffalo, man. I, you know what? To be perfectly honest with you, I'm going with the upset. I'm taking the Colts okay. uh, in this game. Um, I'm just pulling up the schedule right now. Uh, yeah, so I'm taking the Colts in this game, and I just like the Colts defense. I just think that uh, Buffalo won't be able to run as uh, effectively against the Colts, which will cause them to pass. And I think there's a strength on that team uh, with the Colts for their pass defense. And I just I see the linebackers, especially Darius Leonard, having a good game. And I think Frank Reich is really going to be prepared for this um, for this moment. Um, I have the Colts pulling off the upset uh, in Buffalo, beating them Uh, for this Rams in Seattle. This all wait. Let me go. Let me let me. Yeah, let me go through with you. Um, so I'll take Buffalo. Uh, I think they have more talent. I think that the playing at home is a big deal for, especially against a dome team in a winter uh, outdoor game in Buffalo. So I think that gives them the advantage um, there. And I think that uh, Buffalo will be able to find a way to win. I also am just, you know, 
Indianapolis has been kind of eking out games. You know, they lost to, to the Steelers, who been kind of fraud. They lost to the Texans, who didn't make the playoffs. They lost to the Raiders, who didn't make the playoffs. They lost to the Texans again. They lost to the Titans, who are in the playoffs. Um, I'm sorry, they, they beat the sorry the Texans and, and the Raiders, who aren't in the playoffs. They lost to the Titans, who are in the playoffs. And they, they, they had to back their way into the, the playoffs by beating the Jaguars, which obviously was, was you know, a given. Um, and even then, they didn't look particularly great. So I, I, just don't, I just don't think Indianapolis is coming and playing their best football. I think they're a good team. But I, I, I got Buffalo winning that one. Uh, so he got against Los, uh, Los Angeles at Seattle. It's all hinges on Jared Goff. If Jared Goff plays, I have the Rams. If he doesn't play, I'm going to take Seattle. Uh, I just not going to trust a backup quarterback going to Seattle playing against Russell Wilson in the playoff first playoff game and beating them. So if golf plays, I'm on the Rams. Okay, I got Seattle either way. I don't care who's playing for Los Angeles. I don't think they're good enough to beat Seattle. I don't think they're good enough to beat Russell Wilson. I I, I totally understand it's a flawed team um, in Seattle, but they've been winning a lot of games for a reason. Um, and I, I just don't think the the Rams are, are are there. You know, that said, you know they did lose at the Rams. Um, but they beat the Rams when the Rams came to them, and that was the game that Goff got hurt. Um, anyways, uh, I, I got Seattle. Okay. All right. Uh, Washington. Uh, sorry, Tampa Bay at Washington. Oh, this is this is going to be easy. Uh, <laughs> I had this as a actually I had this as a close game until I heard Chase Young and what he says. And Brady has a history of uh, torturing defensive defenses when uh, guys are talking trash, like the guy from Pittsburgh, the corner, and some other guy and some other time said something. And so I got uh, Tampa Bay, and I have them by double digits winning this game. Same. Nope. You can't you can't go into a playoff game with playing with both a backup quarterback who has a bad ankle and a backup to the backup quarterback who has never played football in the NFL in like years. Mm-hmm. Um, and just got on the team on December six. You just can't do it. So yeah, yeah. Tampa Bay. Uh, Baltimore at, at Tennessee. Uh, I am going, this is the only road favorite. Baltimore is a road favorite against Tennessee, and I'm taking Baltimore. And the reason why is, two reasons why. Number one, let's get three. Number one, the bad taste in their mouth for losing to Tennessee last year. Number two, I can't back any team that lost to the Cincinnati Bengals this year. Tennessee lost to the Bengals. (laughs) Can't back any team that does that. And number three, Tennessee's defense is just atrocious. Their, their, Their third down defense is the worst in the league. If you can't get off the field in third down, I can't back you in a playoff game. Um, so I am taking Baltimore to win um, at least by six points in Tennessee. All right. I was undecided on this one, and I was going to lean Baltimore until you told me about Baltimore, and now I'm going to go to Tennessee. Here's the reason why. I'm <laughs> Here are the games that they've won. Bengal, recently, Bengals, Giants, Jags, Browns, Cowboys. That's the last five games. They only played one playoff team during that time, which they barely were able to beat. And every other team that they they played was just abysmal. Before that, they lost to the Steelers. They lost to the Titans. They lost to the Patriots. And then they have a win against the Colts. The Baltimore Ravens haven't beat a good team since, like, the middle of the season. Um, And this is going to be, I think, a a dogfight, right? I think this is going to be probably one of the most appealing games to watch and best match games. Um, so that I could switch from Baltimore to Tennessee. I'm going to take Tennessee mainly for fun of being on the opposite side. So we have something to talk about next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, you know, obviously wouldn't be surprised. And, and I always root for Lamar Jackson. Everyone knows that, but I, I think Tennessee, if they can establish a run game early uh, and get Derek Henry moving and his, his performances in the playoffs in the past um, have been something spectacular, you know, he's going to be motivated. Uh, and so it'll be a good game, but I think Tennessee can pull it out. 
Um, Chicago at New Orleans. We're not going to talk about this. New Orleans. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, uh, Pittsburgh so at Cleveland. Cleveland, oh, sorry, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Yeah. So the point spread for this when it first came out was uh, uh, Pittsburgh minus three and a half, which is perplexing to me. I don't understand why it's now up to seven, being that the coach for Cleveland is out and another coach is out. And I think a couple players are out. I have Pittsburgh win this game anyway, number one, because they're playing Cleveland and uh, number two, because they're playing Cleveland. So I have Pittsburgh beating beating Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) So I will tell you all the way up until I saw the coach isn't going to be able to coach a a, a playoff game. I I thought Cleveland was going to win. Once I saw that Cleveland was going to lose some ancillary players and their head coach, um, I, I moved over to Pittsburgh. I still, I just don't believe Pittsburgh's a very good team. Um, but I will take them against a team without a head coach uh, any day of the week. <laughs> did you Did you watch the last game? How Ben Roethlisberger didn't play? They were playing against you know that yeah. backup who was terrible, and they still barely won that game. I mean, yeah. barely won. Yeah, so, Steelers. Just, yeah, clearly. That's what we thought. I, I, I get it. I, and like I said, I'm I'm going with you on the Steelers. I don't think that the the Cleveland Browns are a particularly great team. Um, but I, I just don't trust the Steelers. It does not matter though. The minute you say that the coach, the head coach of the team cannot right. be there during a playoff game, it's right. over. It's a wrap. Like, yeah. you know, all the Nick Chubbs and Mayfields can't make up for that in a playoff game. Yeah. You can, you can, you can, yeah. And he can't even it, be at the facility. This isn't like he's, right. you know, he broke his leg and can't be in the sidelines or any of that kind of stuff. He can't be anywhere near the facility. He's zoom coaching literally, um, for the week while isolated from the team. You just can't, you can't overcome that. That's bad luck or whatever you want to call it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I, you know, you, you have a very good coach, um, in Tomlin and a team that has been playing with him for a long time. They know what they need to do. Um, and you know, the difference in a playoff game sometimes is coaching and, and execution. And, and yeah. If they're going to go to the Steelers. Yeah, if there's any two quarterbacks that would need a head coach, it would be uh, Mitch Trubisky and it would be uh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker so, Mayfield, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Hey, exactly. uh, so Glenn, do you uh, what, what's your do you have an opinion on Seattle Rams? Is that probably a, a close contest? It might be uh, one. I take Seattle always just because because of Russell. Like I don't yep. know, the Rams don't even with golf. The Rams just don't impress me, man. I like the defense, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's they might have figured out McVay. Like they just they just don't impress me. How about how yeah. about Baltimore Tennessee? Uh, I'm going Tennessee again just because of the running game. And I think they will have a bad taste in their mouth. Baltimore will, but I still got, I got Tennessee, Tennessee doing it. Um, but I do think that that matters. If they can remember how they got, they, they got whooped last year. So if they remember that, then Baltimore could do something. Yeah. I still think it's the same Tennessee team as last year, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, Derrick Henry's there and and who's going to stop him. Yeah. And AJ Brown can play. I mean, they they're well they could play well enough to to beat these Ravens. So they're just gonna need a, a top notch performance from all the Ravens. And I don't know who's gonna stop Henry. So um, yeah, I, I don't think Henry's gonna get that many touches. Only because I think Baltimore is gonna win the time of possession on this one. With Tennessee third down defense being so bad, so yeah, see if they Tennessee. can do that. They have a chance, but I don't know. Yeah, that boy, Henry, we'll see. That boy Henry, so we'll nice. I think that's the best game. Does anyone? What do you think is the best game this no. this weekend? Yeah, that's the best game. Yeah. Okay. That's the best game. But what's the most interesting game though? Because the most interesting game to me is Tampa Bay. Again, Washington. Yeah. I want. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tampa Washington. Right. Right. Only for right. only for the. I'm gonna tell you, it's only gonna be the fireworks. Play. Yeah. It's, it might only be for like either the first half or like coming out the third. Like if they're <laughs> yeah. tight because they can't figure it out. But then I think bu- the Buccaneers are gonna get rolling and it's not gonna be no contest. 
I think Brady's, yeah, you know, Brady has a very long history of running up scores on, yeah. on people who talk. And I think that's going to be one of those right here where uh, if, if Tampa gets in any kind of a groove on offense um, and if Evans is healthy, I mean, we, we got to remember, we don't, we still don't know what, what Evans, yeah. uh, Evans deal is, yeah. but, uh, but they were still, but Godwin went crazy when Evan went, went, went out all season long, even in the beginning of the year yeah. when Evans went out, Godwin went crazy. Um, I so anyway, I think that one could be run up. Uh, and I also do think Buffalo Indianapolis will be a good yeah, football yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, both days, the 10 five game for those of us in Pacific um, is, is probably the uh, better matchups and the other yeah. ones, you know, I think they did that on purpose. Most people watch the early games and they do the afternoon games because they want to do stuff. Um, and the less appealing, matchups are late i mean obviously tampa bay in prime time was kind of like we didn't you if you if you didn't know anything about the seeds you would know that whatever it was they were going to try and find a way to put tom brady on, right. on prime time on, right. on yeah. saturday night. tom brady ain't playing at 10 a.m that ain't happening yeah their offense their offense is full all-stars so it'll be interesting to see but all right so slide from there our last segment the minute to win it um i'm gonna just real quick do mine i just want to give a shout Great. out to um I think it's cool that the that Major League Baseball is incorporating Negro League Baseball into the record books okay. um, and Hall of Fame. I think that's dope. So I'm sure they had an exhibit. I ain't never been to Cooperstown or nothing, but I think it's cool that they'll actually have the players from the Negro Leagues in the record books. It should be. And it's a cool way to just pay homage to the history. And, you know, it'll be cool if, you know, you're watching a baseball game and they talk about the most hits and somewhere down the list is, you know, the Homestead Grays or something like that. So shout out to that. And that's all I had. Jason, yeah, I'll go. Um, I got to give a shout out, man. I just want these uh, NFL teams. There's a lot of coaching um, vacancies right now, and I just want them to try some new coaches, some new minority coaches. Give them a chance to try to prove that they can coach in this league. There are a lot of good minority candidates that not only should get interviews, but a few of them should probably get jobs. So I'm hoping the NFL does the right thing. I know they added an extra incentive to give, I guess, team a couple draft picks, third round picks if, you know, a minority candidate gets hired away from another team. So I'm hoping, you know, these retread coaches like these Jason Garrett's and these other people, I mean, just shift the, get these guys to the side. If New York Giants can give a wide receivers coach like Joe Judge a chance, somebody can give somebody like Eric, Eric Bieniemy or Joe Woods or somebody a, a chance to be a, a head coach in the NFL. So I'm hoping – that uh you know the enemy gets the Chargers job so he can work with uh Herbert and go against KC. But um whoa, whoa, whoa. but yeah. What's that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Nah, nah. Oh my bad. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. But yeah, but I do hope I'm he gets the NFL does the right thing and hire at least a couple of minority head coaches. I know in two thousand three there were three minority head coaches and then two thousand twenty there's still three. So something needs to change. So I'm just hoping they a uh, couple get hired. And I'm just going to prompt you for a comment. You recently knew someone who passed away that we were talking about. I, I know you wanted to shout out to him. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I got to give a shout out to Demetrius Hook Mitchell, man. Um, this guy, he's just he was a street ball legend. Pretty much if, if you ever watched him play or if you knew him, you knew that he was better than Jason Kidd and Gary Payton. And they will openly admit it at any time that Jason that the hook was better. Uh, this guy, he pretty much had no weaknesses in his game. He was about a 5'9", five, 5'10", five, real stocky, strong point guard. Um, pretty, He was known for jumping over 
five Mustang 5.0s in the key, Volkswagen Bugs and whatever, 360s backward, you know, whatever type of dunk, he can do it. Um, you know, he had all around, he, he was pretty much an NBA player with all around game walking the streets of Oakland. Uh, unfortunately, he died on Christmas. And uh, the reason why he really didn't make the pros or even major colleges because of drugs. Um, he's, he was known when he went to Contra Costa Community College, uh, whenever the Warriors did not have games, uh, Don Nelson and at least half the Warriors team will be at every Contra Costa Community College game just to watch him play. I mean, he was that good of a player. And uh, it was just sad to hear uh, his passing. I know he had some run-ins with the law, was in and out of jail or whatever, but this guy actually taught me how to shoot a jump shot. So I'm ever, I'm forever grateful to actually play against him, to actually you know, know who he was, for him to actually take time out of his day. I mean, he was just passing by just to work on my mechanics on a jump shot for 20, 30 minutes. And so uh, so it was kind of sad to, to, to hear that, um, that he had passed on. But um, I know he had a rough life. But um, got to give a shot to Hook, man. He was a, a straight – he was a legend. He wasn't just a street ball legend, but he was just a legend in Oakland, period. So it was sad to hear him go. Here that he went. Right. Yeah. Um, so many things to talk about. I'm going to keep it simple. Right now we're, we're all – I'm biting my fingernails as I'm looking at the election results in Georgia – um, we're at 50-50. At, at the time of this recording, we're at 50-50 for the um, Ossoff and Purdue, uh, with Purdue leading by 1,000 votes. But, you know, by percentages, they're splitting basically 50-50 of the vote uh, with 97% in. And, and Warnock is ahead 50.4 uh, to 49.6. And that one's looking pretty safely like Warnock will find a way to win. That's what's expected. But we need this. So hopefully Georgia comes through. Um and uh, big things happen. So, you know, shout out to all the Georgia voters who went out there today to try to vote um, and, and try and, and make some good things happen. Um, you know, if you if so, you haven't heard the tape of the actual recording of Trump openly asking for a coup from the Georgia uh, governor um, saying that he wanted him to not certify and find 18,510 votes or some crap like that. Um, it's, it's the most ridiculous thing that you'll see if, if you, when you hear it, it's hard not to think, how is there not a police officer knocking on the white house door saying, uh, sir, you need to come with us. It is, it is the most blatantly disgusting thing that he's done. Um, obviously closer to the end. And then, um, so, you know, hopefully we can, um, recover as a community. And then, then there's a whole bunch of this COVID stuff kind of going around. Be safe, folks. Uh, shout out to all the people who understand that it, it really does mean stay your butt at home. Um, it, it is really, really dangerous out there. I live in Los Angeles where 20% of people are popping positive um, and they are no longer taking people to hospitals uh, if they can't, uh, if they don't have a good chance of, of um, surviving because they we're just so overcrowded. It's really bad. Stay safe. That's it. Word. Appreciate you guys for listening. That's the uh, Sports Counterpoints podcast, which we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. Yep.